Howdy folks, welcome to Camera Shake, where we bring you the insider scoop on all things photography and videography, giving you a unique opportunity to stay ahead of the curve. We spent literally hundreds of hours interviewing some of the most renowned photographers of our time, giving you access to knowledge and expertise that's not available anywhere else. As always, I'm your host Kirsten Nuts, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to get creative and take your portrait photography to the next level. Her images will make your face melt, let me tell you. So buckle up, grab a cold one, and let's shake it up with today's guest right after this. Welcome to Camera Shake Podcast, episode 149. But hang on, before we get into today's episode, I have one small favor to ask of you. If you enjoy this podcast, please join the Camera Shake community over on camerashakepodcast.com so that you're the first ones to know when we've got exciting news for you. You'll find the link in the description or, unless I forget to put it there, if you're watching on YouTube, it'll be right down here somewhere on the screen. But without further ado, let's give it up for today's special guest, the Orlando-based creative portrait photographer, educator, author, and self-confessed Photoshop addict. Her portraits are so punchy they'll knock the creative cobwebs right out of your brain. Give it up for Hilma Smith. Hilma, how are you? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I love that introduction. I shall make you write my bio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad at it. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much for having me. Yeah, I'm super yeah. excited to be here with you today. Yeah, I mean, thank you so much um, for for coming on the show. It's, um, you know, you've been on my list of people that I really want to talk to for a very long time, <laughs> I have to say. It's so I'm I'm super happy that uh, that finally we managed to to get into Darius. We finally uh, did it. Thank you. Thank you for being so patient with me. I appreciate <laughs> it. That's all right. That's all right. Okay. Uh, him up. It's for those um, who who um, who don't know what you do. It's I think uh, one way that you uh, describe yourself is you're a conceptual portrait photographer. Yeah, um, um, it is really weird to me because um, whenever people talk, um, ask me about my photography and, and whatever, it's really for me to put it into words because it is something that just I just tap into my silly side of my brain and that's where my ideas for my photography comes from. So um, um, my whole uh, photography vibe has been very, very organic uh, from the very beginning. And I've always been trying to do whatever resonates to me or define, define me as a person. So, and, and that tends to be like a little out there when it comes to color, when it comes to ideas, when it comes to, to craziness and, and, and the thing is that people, some people like it, some other people don't like it. And, but I love doing it and, and I'm very um, loyal to the flow of that craziness when it comes to photography. So. Um, to put it really into words is really hard for me. So I think that conceptual uh, will be uh, a good definition of it because it comes from from the silliest ideas that I get when I'm either taking a shower or driving because that's where mostly. <laughs> I mean, that's you know, that's actually a really good description because there's so much humor in your in your photography in your shots. It's you know every time. It's one of these funny things, you know. Um, every time I come across one of your shots, first of all, 
I think I can almost always pinpoint that it's you. So that's yeah. that's one thing. It's so strikingly recognizable. But the other thing is, is you know, rather than you know, a lot of times you you look at shots and you know, you, you literally you look at them for a second and you move on to the next one. But with your shots, there's so much uh, storytelling in each photograph. You know, so much humor that. Uh, uh, you know, I always think like I mean, it must take absolutely forever to either come up with the concept or then to to you know to bring it from the idea to the to the final shot. And that's exactly what I want to talk to you about. It's like first of all, how do you come up with these ideas? And then secondly, what's the process um, you know of taking it from the initial idea to the finished shot? So let's talk about the ideas first. So how do you come up with this stuff? Well, I think, I don't know, I, I am from originally from Venezuela and humor in my family and in my country in general is a big part of it. Like the country, the economy, everything might be falling apart in there and there is always jokes about it. Um, I haven't seen that in, in, in that much anywhere else. So it, it's something that, that, that it was innate in me um, into everything. And I have been like um, self, self portraits and photography in general have, have been something that have helped me get through so many difficult parts of my life. And I have been and I have taken uh, my my I wouldn't say my style, but my ideas into different corners and in different areas that are complete opposite to each one of them. Like there are pictures that I used to do that used to be super sad, super depressing and all of that because I was in the, in that part, in that, that dark hole in my life. But then while I was there, I realized that every time that I created images with those dark tones and without humor in them and really like pouring my heart into them, it was kind of healing. But at the same time, I found myself ruminating into that those really dark thoughts and those feelings so to me it was like i don't want to live in here i mean i need to express it i need to get it out of me and i did it but then i realized that when i started creating things and i was still feeling depressed and i was still feeling sad but um, whenever I was starting um, to do something more colorful, fun, and using humor, my complete uh, feeling and my mood and my vibe completely changed. And I liked that better. And I liked the energy that I was receiving back from my audience uh, because, you know, you, you receive what you give, you know? So, and it was completely different and and then I repeat it and I keep doing that kind of stuff and then I realize huh, this is what photography can do to me and this is what I can do to everybody else because people always will write me and tell me oh your pictures are so funny or oh, they make me laugh or they always light up my day uh, in contrast to, to when I was doing things that were uh, more emotional and dark and, and all of that I was kind of receiving and ruminating to that darkness and all of that. So it was a choice and, and it was a choice not just to do something. It was a choice because I've always like in, in my group of friends and growing up and at school, 
Um, and I still in contact with friends from elementary school, and they can all tell you that I have always been the crazy one, that I have always been the the funny one, and I've been the always the one that was like out there or or getting in trouble in all of that. So it was just like tapping into those part of myself that I missed when I was depressed or when I was grieving or or when I was sad that um, helped me found myself again and bringing all that part of me that I love, that I really identify with and putting it into my work. And that somehow, and all of that was born by doing self-portraits and and that's how I created my whole um, personal style that I use now with clients and in campaigns and pretty much everything that I do. But it's really tapping into yourself and those part of you that you like them, because we all have parts of, of, of us that we hate and we don't like, but they're part of us that, that when, when, when you think about yourself and you think about that, that's me, that, that you really say, that's the part of me that I enjoy the most or, or that I want to put out there. To me, it's the colorful, the joyful, the funny, the humor, the silliness, you know, that it can resonate to you, but it can resonate to, to some other people, but I don't give a flying F because I'm doing what it makes me happy. It's, it's a really interesting uh, thing you just said, because um, I find I find that too, is that, you know, creative endeavors can really pull you out of a deep hole when, you know, life just doesn't play the cards right. And you find yourself in a situation where, you know, you might be sort of looking down the, you know, the deep, dark well and... Uh, you know, creative endeavors, photography on one hand, but it could be just about anything, I guess. You know, it could be uh, mm-hmm. painting or graphic design or whatever. Um, sometimes it's that is the one thing that just throws you a rope that allows you to pull yourself out of that hole again. And uh, and that's that's really interesting um, that you that you talk about that because I had a not too dissimilar um, experience um, about well, maybe like eight years ago, I guess. Um, I think yeah. 2013, I've talked about this on this podcast uh, several times. You know, it was, it was one of these things where my life had just come to an end of of, of that particular stage, you know, um, yeah. and, you know, I had some deaths in the family and um, a relationship breakup and all the rest of it. And, you know, I had a very young daughter at the time. And so, and it just all seemed to happen all at the same time. And it's, you know, I'm certainly not a depressed person by a long stretch, but that really knocked me for six. And it was a good, 12 months where I really, I was looking down, you know, I was looking down the, not not the barrel of a gun, but do you know what I mean? It was, it was getting. No, um, um, to me, it's the same. I mean, um, in a, in a matter of three years, I got divorced. My son got diagnosed with autism. I, I found my Prince Charming. I had another daughter, um, and, and I got postpartum depression. And while I was in my darkest side of postpartum depression, my Prince Charming passed away and my daughter was barely one year old. And it was just like, boom, 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 one thing after the other. And, and I couldn't catch my breath. But every time that I was going through all of that and grief is a motherfucker. Grief is something that, that you never get over. And the day that you feel the happiest, it can just beat you in the head and can just just take you down. And and to me, and when I when I talk to you about just expressing myself and doing dark things, I express my grief so many times um, in my self portraiture. And and it came to a moment that I, I can I, I cannot live like that. And it's and I will never say that 
my photography stopped me from grieving because it doesn't happen like that. But it was a choice that I was like, if photography makes me go into this flow when nothing else matters, while will I rest uh, ruminate into the things that that I I want to forget about when I'm doing photography, doing my self-portrait. And and it was a matter of choice. But yeah, is 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 and I think that it's art in general or whatever um that that we do that make us happy. I was just listening to this audiobook a couple of days ago and I can and I'm gonna be listening to it a bazillion times. And it is called um, something about stop thinking. It's by John Nguyen. I'm I'm looking for it on my on my Audible. Um, because to me, don't believe everything you think, and it's absolutely fantastic. And in one of the parts of the book, it says that um, think about what you were thinking when you were completely happy. And if you think about it, just the moment that you have been the, the happiest in your life, what were you thinking? And the thing is that you were not thinking. You were just feeling, you know? And to me, when I'm creating, when I'm doing something for myself, sometimes it happens when you're doing something for a client, but when I'm doing my personal work, or when I'm doing something with my kids or with um, my self-portrait, I am not thinking, I'm doing I'm in the flow. And that's the, the, the true essence of ourselves is just doing and, and just being in that flow. So to me, coming up with these ideas is being in the flow. Being in the flow happens sometimes when I'm taking a shower and all of these ideas start popping up. Boop, 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 and, I'm, and it is just amazing, you know? But that happens because when I'm taking a shower, I'm not thinking about all the things that I have to do. I'm just there enjoying my time. And that's when you get the, the concepts and, the, and your best ideas is when you are not thinking. It's if you sit in a corner and say, I'm going to think about 10 concepts of amazing things that I'm going to do, chances are that you're not going to be able to do it because you're put, putting so much pressure into yourself. But if you're, you're just living your life and you're just enjoying the moment, that's where, where the moments uh, in those ideas come. Um, I was talking about this a few years with a client and, and he was asking me, like, what happened? Where, when do you come up with these ideas? How do you do it? And I told him, they are in the shower. It's something that magically happens in the shower. I don't know why. And he gave me the best present that I have ever received. And it's this notepad with that special pen that you put in your shower. Oh, and it's amazing. It's just like, like, you know, because sometimes you just, it's so many things. And, and, and I have like super bad ADHD, you know, <laughs> it's just like boom, boom, boom. And then I forget everything. And he gave me this pad and I write on that pad everything. Like the silliest thing, like if somebody goes to my shower and, and, and read that notepad, they're going to see that she's absolutely mad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but, but it's amazing. So if you think about it, we put so much pressure in, in, in ourselves on how we make money and how we come up with ideas or conceptualize things or not. So what I try to do is just um, put my money to the things that I love and that I enjoy doing and the kind of because in the photography world 
or or anything. Um, there is always this horrible part of, of it that is like, am I going to make money? I Do I have to sacrifice this part of myself? Do I have to do this style? Do I have to do this just to, you know, to please somebody in order to make business or or to do certain things out of, you know, need because you need to get paid to pay your bills. And I'm a single mom and I have two kids. I, but uh, there have been so many times in my life that I have been that I have done things in my work in my photography work that I just don't feel good about it or they're not my style or or it's just something that I don't want to teach or something that I don't want to shoot and all of that. And one of the things since my photography business was born during the hardest time of my life when it was grief, it was when I decided that I was going to. I mean, I was so depressed in my life that I couldn't see myself working for anybody or doing anything that didn't make me happy. And at that time, I gave myself six months or a year just to start making money out of photography. But to me, it was something that I scratched the walls with my nails. And it's something that I built out of the darkest side of, of, of my life in the darkest hole. And I have so much respect uh, to the work that I put into it and what I built because I only know in the darkest side that I was. So I, I, I try to keep that in my head and say, hey, you built this so much. So if you're going to do something for money out of necessity, do not sacrifice your photography. Do not sacrifice your truth and do something else, but just keep your eye on on the prize that is just being authentically you and do only the things that you are happy with and 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 creating the content and the style and and making the things that you want and i give you an example i do a lot of uh, personal brand photography and there are billion i don't know if in the uk it's like that but here there are a billion uh personal brand photographers but um that is like uh, like in every and, and 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 it's not that I'm batching or anything. It's just like there is a system in a certain style. It's in the coffee shop with the computer. It's in the white background. In all the pictures, you can do a Google search, and all of them look the same. It's light I and fluffy. More, yeah, I charge more than than any other photographer here, a brand photography here in Orlando. But I will sit with you for an hour or two, and I'm going to get to know you, and I'm going to get to know how you build your brand and what your style is and what your favorite color. And then I'm going to create for you something that, that not your neighbor or your competitor or anybody is going to do. I'm going to create something for you that is going to be just you, and it's going to be popping, and it's going to be fun, and we're going to have a blast doing it, you know? And that I'm going to feel 100% that I'm giving you something unique. And that way, I know that I'm doing something for me that is giving you uh, the gift of authenticity and I'm giving you something different and I'm sticking to my truth that is creating something unique and different every time that I shoot because I get bored so easily. And of course, I have a style and of course, my things are colorful. But if you look at my... I think there I have many, many clients that I do pictures that are not super uh, colorful and and but you can still see that they were created by me. 
but uh, I don't know if it's uh, a plus or not that I just cannot do follow those patterns of doing the same thing over and over again or or buy a system for this kind of photography and and following it it just like kill me I cannot do it I it's just my brain doesn't work like that I don't know if it's good I don't know if it's not good but it's just not me but see you I know? love that I know that because um you know I I totally agree with you on the on the personal branding side because I often wonder you know when I when I look at um, personal branding images, it, you know, it, it's like I always think like, well, they're so samey. It's not personal. It's not personal. <laughs> it's just branding. So it's not personal at all. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, they all look the same. Yeah, it's um. So that's I, I love that. Um, you know the the coming up with the concept because I try and you know I try and do that by as far as as far as I can uh, in my own photography. Um, also, you know, when it comes to um, to headshots and and branding photography, um, I think you know in the UK, um, what's the best way to say that without offending anyone? That's what I wonder. <laughs> Seeing that I am in the UK, but I think um, sometimes yeah, it's, it's very difficult sometimes to find people who are willing to break the mold. You know, clients who are basically going to yeah, okay, well, let's just go for it. You know, let's let's do something crazy or something totally different. And very often, they're like very definitive ideas as to as to what they want, and it's uh, that's what I sometimes find is it's a little bit difficult to to move them away from thinking standard thoughts, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but the thing is, like when I do my self portraiture, I do it for myself, but when exactly. I put it there. Every time that I put something there um, on, on on my Instagram or whatever, and those are pictures that I'm using for my tutorials and whatever I'm teaching too, you know, uh, because it's easier because I have, um, and that's the other beauty about self-portraiture is that you have all the time available for yourself. You have all the creativity freedom that you want. You you can try several things. It isn't uncomfortable as fuck because I'm not going to lie to you. You're sitting in front of the camera. It doesn't matter how many times you do it, you are always going to feel weird, you know? But if you pass <laughs> through that and you, and you push yourself through that, uh, then you can create all, all amazing things. And, and for me to doing those self-portraits and putting them uh, out there, I'm showing people what I can do. Like, I can do something like that for you if you just trust me. And I have had clients uh, for for several years in personal branding, and then I see that they go to, to you know, the regular uh, uh, because probably they want more amount of pictures. Because obviously, if I'm doing something so customized, I cannot offer them a hundred pictures because my um, my 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 style of working in requires more retouching, requires you know more time, and I'm uh, 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 my packages. I'm, I'm I'm not gonna offer a hundred pictures. It's just not my my business plan. So they always come back, and they always come back and say, "Oh, I took these pictures with this photographer, but then this girl and this girl and this girl and this girl they have the exact same one." And I'm just like, "Well, there you go, you know." Yeah. So um, is is the part of of really trusting yourself. And, and 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 I'm not doing this just to try to show like like if what I do is better or not. Probably they are making more money than me. I don't know. But I to me the personal side and how I feel as an artist is where more 
is is way more valuable than anything else. And I think that that um um I think that is the part that I built all of this photography business out of the darkest side of my life. That I it is extremely hard for me just to do something for money just to to receive a paycheck. I really have to have that emotional connection with the project. I really have to love what I do. If not, I will just core myself in, in a hard blanket and, and watch Netflix and eat Cheetos for today until I feel better. But uh, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's just trying to be true to who you are as, as an artist. That, that is, to me, the, the most important part um, in this business. And, and, and if you look at it uh, a certain way, the, the photographers that have built um, a style or there are memorables or whatever, they were not photographers that were following uh, a trend or they were not the ones that were doing everything out of the handbook. They were people that were thinking out, outside of the box. They were thinking that people that were trying to push and, and do something different and they were really true to themselves. Most of them were depressed. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. So, so, and, and at the same time, I'm trying to teach my kids. I have two kids that watch me and they like, whenever we go to, to Calvary One to film or whenever I'm doing, they go with me pretty much to, to all of my presentations and all of that. So I'm sitting and I'm talking about all of this and they're looking at it, uh, they're looking at it and they leave it with me. So, if I am not making it in photography, at least I want to just not to invent that thing in their head that they have just to be stubborn and just to go with what they want and what they love. And I think that's the most magical thing that you can do in life. Absolutely. That's really, that's why I, I always say that um, your personal projects are so important. It's so important to just, you know, get your head into a different space and just do something that you only do for yourself. Um, something that you just, where you don't have to worry about what client thinks, you know, what, what the yeah, brief right? is, and, you know, whether you're, whether you're wearing off of the brief or not, or, you know, it's just something where you can be as creative as you want for no, um, for, for nobody's like for no particular return as well. That's, that's the other thing, you know, cause with personal projects, mm -hmm. I think you can just do whatever you want. You can be as crazy as you want. And what I think one of the things that I always feel that holds people back when it comes to realizing ideas is is that I think we, you know we as humans we have this this built-in negativity bias you know where basically you go like oh man wouldn't that be cool if oh yeah but that's never gonna happen and as soon as that negative thought comes in uh, you know it's, I always feel like it's important to say well that's a really cool idea and well, we're just gonna do it you know regardless we get of... stuck in the suck yes exactly yeah. that's exactly it. we get stuck in the suck <laughs> love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get stuck in it, and and and, and it's, it's it's ruminating in your head and and all of the things, and and to me, I try to push myself to be brave and to make the calls and to write the emails and to do out there, and just like um, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I was in in Vegas, um, in the Nikon stage in WPPI doing a presentation for Nikon that was on top of my bucket list for so many years and i decided i'm just gonna show the pictures that i know and i will say like 95 percent of the presentation were personal pro uh, projects that i did 
but it was what people love the most of, out of what I do and what built my 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 personal style, you know? So it is being that stubborn, it is being that brave, it is just trusting yourself and trusting that people are gonna hate you and some other people are gonna love you and you, I I don't have to, some people hate my accent, some people hate everything, you know? And I'm, and, and I'm fine with it because I don't like everybody either, you know, <laughs> if you think about it. You don't like everybody. So, but, but I want to make myself happy. I think that, that, that I, I deserve it. I think I have work for it. And, and those are the things that I try to, to remember, you know, whenever I'm stuck in the sock that, 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 you know, I have to remember, Hey, um, um, when you didn't have any money and, and your Prince Charming passed away and you found yourself absolutely broke with two kids and with a broken heart. You decided to go and give yourself six months or a year to start this photography business and look of all of you have built, you know, and I have to remember all of that. And I have to remember the tears and, and the self-doubt and all of that to keep pushing myself, you know, and, and, and there are many, there have been many occasions that, that I have been sick and tired of the industry or the business or or, or everything, but it's just like, I didn't work this hard just to, just to stop, you know? So if I'm going to keep pushing, I'm going to be like, it's going to be on my terms and it's going to be doing what I love and the way that I love it. And, and if it goes, it goes. And if it doesn't go, I just want just to, if there is going to be a time that I have to close the door and turn the lights off, I have to know that I gave my all the way that I wanted and the way that I felt it, because if not, then I'm a failure, you know? So, so I think that, that that's, that's the way to, to approach everything in life. It's just going for it, you know, both fitting and if it sucks and if it doesn't and whatever, you know? So uh, one of the, uh, the first things that I saw of, of your work were, was a string of self-portraits. And uh, I see there's, there's a number of things that, um, that uh, sort of directed my attention to your to your work. One is, of course, the colors and everything else. But uh, for me, I'm really I'm really big on facial expressions. And I remember <laughs> looking at your uh, at your self portraits, thinking like these self these these facial expressions are so funny. You know, they're so hilarious. <laughs> um, and then, of course, you know, there's obviously there's self portraits, and um, and you use you know a range of different props and everything. So let's talk about the the actual. The, the practical process of how you shoot these these self uh, self portraits how do you do it it is part of the flow and and i have uh that is like i come up with ideas and then it's just like how am i going to get this thing in my head out of you know whatever so uh of course i get props and and i and i have access to the biggest warehouse with props ever that you can imagine like pretty much but I have found that I'm the most creative when when I have less, you know? I think that scarcity is creativity best friend. So um, I like to create and when I have, when I, and I think that I get in my flow better when I, when I build the set out of nowhere or when I come up with seeing it. But when I'm in front of the camera, that is the part that is the most uncomfortable and I think we're going to, talk technical over here and I know that you should Nike and me 
I um the first part of my workflow after I set up my lights and you know that you can use the the Nikon um app to to see yourself on your phone and all of that. So of course I set up my lighting and I start um shooting a, a few self portraits using the app because I can see how I look, I can see how my set look and all of that. The problem that I find with that technique is that I get too much into myself because I have to uh, put the timer and then get myself into the pose and then I look how it looks and then I do it again and and in it, I start getting frustrated because it's it's I think I feel tense doing it that way. So the first part of it, I doing it, I do it that way, but then. After I know that everything looks and I know where I have to be in the set and I know what I have to do and all of that, I turn off the app and I go back to my camera and I turn the uh, interval shooting, the time interval shooting. And I put like um, to shoot one picture every one and a half or two seconds. So I'm giving, if I'm shooting with a stroke, so I'm giving uh, time to my lights to recycle. And for myself to change poles and whatever. And sometimes I set it like to even pick the pictures and I turn that music on and I started to enjoy my time and really be myself without having to look. Because I don't know if it has happened to you. If you have a client on your set and you build a mirror for them to look at themselves when they're posing, you're not going to get anything out of them. Because they're going to be looking at the mirror. All the time. You're not going to be able to direct them. You're not going to be, because they're going to be so much. But if you take away the mirror and you start, you know, using your talents to post them and to really look good, then you're going to get something else. The same with when, when I'm using the camera, I'm getting so much into my head of how I should look or what I should be doing that then the pictures are just like me. You know, but if I do the interval thing, I'm just moving and I turn the music on and that's when the faces come out. That's when the silliness come out, you know, and I think that's the best trick that you can use if you're doing this kind of thing. I think that I can look at my at my, uh, at my pictures and really pick the ones that I have done with the app and the ones that I have done without it because I'm always tense when I'm using the app, even though I absolutely love that feature and I use it every time at the beginning just to figure things out, then I, I think that the interval time shooting is the time is the way to go if you really want to bring out your personality. What kind of music do you listen to? Oh my God. I have like my taste of music go all over all over the place. You can find me like like listening to to heavy metal and then the next song will be like salsa music, <laughs> something like that. And my Spotify is like that. And I absolutely love it because it's just like a wide range of what I don't like is this reggaeton music. But besides that, and I, and I like, I'm more into the rock, uh, sometimes even heavy metal kind of thing, which is really funny because you see how colorful and pink house <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it changes. It changes yeah. a lot. Yeah. See, I, I use the um, the Nikon app as well. This is one of the things uh, I'm sure Canon do the oh, same and thing. and a bloody board too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so what I what I do is um, I've got my phone, as you can see, on a on a platypod extreme, 
yeah. um, with a gooseneck. And so I can position that anywhere. Um, what I like about my, that is it... My camera is on a platypus stream and in a product that we haven't launched yet. Oh, I that think we're I... launching at the end of the year. Yeah, I, at I, the I, end of the month. I think I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about, and I'm not allowed to talk about that either. <laughs> 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 So, um, but uh, yeah, there, there'll be there'll be some interesting. Let's put it this way: there will be some interesting stuff coming out in the not too distant future. Um, to put our friends over, at Pot. So keep your eyes peeled; it'll be great. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so uh, so that's that's exactly what I do too. Um, I used I used to see the Pot. I put my phone on there uh, with the app, um, just to just to check that everything's everything's lining up and and everything else because. Um, and here's a so far my criticism of of Nikon because I still haven't managed to put a swivel screen on their cameras. I don't know why that's not happening, but <laughs> you know, wouldn't that be so much easier? Uh, um, but so uh, yeah, and then what, what I tend to do is I have a laptop, um, obviously out of shot, but so I can see it, and then it tethers through to there, and then um, I could basically take shot. What I used to do before before somebody. Before somebody said to me, "Why don't you just use the, uh, the the timer app?" I used to have a remote control, and so I oh. I set the camera to a two second delay, and I hit the remote, throw the remote away, pose, <laughs> then it takes the shot. I'll I'll review the shot on the. It is so much easier right now. I remember when, like ten years ago, when I started doing self portraits and stuff. Uh, it was it was crazy just to do it and and and, and you couldn't see anything and oh my gosh yeah there was so much guesswork yeah, like you just couldn't yeah yeah still what's gone and I'm just like now I just think about it and I was like that was a lot of work you know yeah just exactly take a picture and see now with the app it's just like you can see where the light is hitting you can see absolutely everything and you can change your shading your shading your shading so. Yeah. On the camera, right with your phone, and it's so much easier. Yeah, exactly. to me, like when I when I changed when I switched to to mirrorless and I started using the the app, it completely changed my world. Yeah, no, that's exactly the same so for me. Much easier. Yeah, exactly. I used to do all that with the D seven fifty, and so it was like no app. You know, it's uh, everything was like you had to <laughs> get up, walk behind the camera, you had to change the setting, and then. If you waited for so too long, it's a workout and frustration. Oh, it was just it was one of these things. You know, you set it to a two second delay on the remote, and then if you didn't take a, a photo for a few minutes, it would then go your default back to its default setting. You're like, oh god, I'm gonna get up again. <laughs> it's such a pain in the neck. Yeah, but you know, it's it's, it's gotten a lot. Uh, it's gotten a lot easier um, these days, you know, especially with mirrors. But that's actually that's it. It's an interesting thing because I seem to remember, I'm see, I seem to remember you shooting Canon. Some time ago, so you... long ago, yes, yes, yeah. And and on my defense, I never bought uh, that camera. Uh, that camera was bought by my ex-husband, and he just left it sitting. And I never like intended to become a photographer at all. Um, I remember that I always had a beef with my family because my brother had a zillion of pictures growing up and like a baby and I never had zero and we're just 11 months apart so I was there the the dog I think that you met him in the photography show this year uh, the the past one he was there oh maybe I did Um, probably you did he lives in in Manchester um so he had so many pictures and I didn't so 
my way to really piece my family out was like every time we had a family reunion and, and in anybody's house, I will ask for pictures of me as a baby or little and nobody ever had one. So when I when my ex-husband got that camera and he left it sitting, um, like he used it for like a month and then he just forgot about it. I said, and, and my intention was taking pictures of my son. And then I didn't want to take pictures of my son, like regular pictures. I wanted to do like something super cool and different, you know? And that's how I, I at the time I joined Kelly training. It was cool back then. And, and I started doing crazy things. But then when we got divorced, I was like, this is something that I'm going to keep with me. So I used that, and then with, when my um, when my daughter's uh, dad, he was a race car engineer, and he actually did a lot of photography too, and he was Nikon. So then I I, I started going towards the Nikon side of things. But yeah, cool. Um, so. It, it, take us through like through some of the technical aspects um, of your of, of a typical photo shoot. So, you, do you light things with strobes or do you use constant light? Um, I have been moving now to because I. It's not that I want to become a cinematographer or anything. It's just like like I feel like video is so important right now that I want to really tap into it. And I have been experimenting and, and, and trying um, to work now with constant light, but I learn photography and everything with strobes. So to me, it's been like, like kind of a, um, not hard, but it's been like kind of weird trying to adapt. I, um, I mostly use Elinchrom. My Elin I have been using Elinchrom since 2012 when I started photography. And um, it's really up to whatever I'm going to do. But it's usually, I, I first it comes the concept, then it comes the, the color palettes and the props. Then I set up everything and then I, 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 I light my, my, my shoots. But like, if you see like some of the pictures that I have, um, like self portraits with, I have a series that I did with food and it's just doing the silliest things with the most mundane things. And I think that, that those, um, kind of projects are the ones that, that I'm the most passionate about because they're so simple things that you see every day, but then how you can use them to do something creative or something fun and then i have like my kids like pouring sprinkles on me or or i put myself uh a bowl cap on that it takes like whatever and it's a nightmare to do and then i glue like like ice cream cones in my head but that whole process that it takes <laughs> to do um just to get myself ready to get like i first set up the set then i get myself ready all of that might take like five, six, seven hours. And so to really like, there was a time that I did, I don't know if I, I mean, I can send those to you, um, that I did like these school uh, brides or whatever from Dia de los Muertos. And they were beads that I, instead of doing makeup, I created with beads. And oh, I wow. spent a whole day just putting the beads 
to take a picture to then wash them off my face. <laughs> so, but those are the times that I really get on the floor and 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 that the fall that the house can fall apart and 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 you know and nothing really matters if he's putting the things and getting them in the right spot and then taking the picture. What was your? And that's uh, how you really know that you love something. Yeah. What What was your most challenging photo shoot to date? With clients or with myself or whatever. Just from a from a create from a creativity point of view, or or like realizing that photo shoot. I think the creativity point of view, the one that took me the longest to do was that one that I did the 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 beats in my face. That like when I was halfway done, I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> why? But now I'm halfway done. I have to keep doing it, you know? And it took me forever. But I can tell you I enjoyed every single second of it. And 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 those times when I had to do the whole makeup and I have to build the set and I have to do the most thing and I have to spend the most time, those are the ones that I enjoy the most. Because I can really put myself into them and I can really enjoy every single second of them. And it also allows you to cut everything else out, like all the other noise that's going on oh, in yes. life, you know. Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. That's what I do it. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's like taking a holiday from life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. And, and I'm telling you, um, um, I did. I have done so many projects, personal projects throughout my life. And, and I think the one with the beat, it was during... Uh, I had my daughter. And the thing is, like, when, before having my daughter, I, I was in bed rest for my whole pregnancy. Then I had my daughter and I was like, oh, yeah. And then just like my hormones and whatever. It was like I had this horrible uh, postpartum depression. And 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 it was weird because I don't know if you know about uh, about postpartum depression. It's just like it's just like a really disconnection with yourself. It was like like it's not that I didn't like my life or I it's not that I didn't love my my, my kids. I absolutely like I remember the only time that I really felt grounded when I was having like my daughter in on top of me, like skin to skin. And that was like recharging for me, but it was like a disconnection. Like I didn't know who I was or, or I could see myself in the mirror and in the reflection on the mirror, it was just somebody that I couldn't recognize. It's just completely losing that essence of yourself. And I think during that time it was because there was so much going on and so much changes and, and so many things that I didn't have the time to to really um, navigate and to really deal with. So as a crazy person with a newborn, I decided that I was going to do a 365 self-portrait project because <laughs> who else the ones with that idea? <laughs> yeah. But it was crazy because I will just plan every shoot and every concept for every day in a calendar, like really detail every day. I knew exactly what I was going to do, what I needed to do, if I needed to, to shop. And then I will schedule like I'm going to set up um, the lights. I'm going to set up the background on my daughter's first nap. And then I'm going to feed her her diaper and burp her and then she's going to go back to sleep. And then I'm going to put up the lights and then. You know, in the other, I'm going to do my makeup and then the other, I'm going to shoot it. And then in the other one, I will just retouch it, you know, and it was just scheduling. 
And the funny thing about that project is that I kept doing it and I kept pushing an idea. Now I think about it, I was like crazy. How did I make the time to do it? And every time that I was putting all those pictures out, people were saying, no, that, that's so funny. Every day I'm waiting to see what picture they're putting up. They always make me laugh. And I was so depressed. And people kept telling me, these are making me laugh. These are so funny. These are making me laugh. These are so funny. And then like at the month or, or 20 days after I started, and people kept writing those things to me on my on my website or, 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 or on Facebook or Instagram, I realized like, hey, what the fuck? I'm not depressed anymore. I'm just having the best time of my life. And, and you know, and I schedule or was dinner ready sometimes? It was not. Was it McDonald's? Yeah. But I was, you know, finding myself again. So, so it's, it's, it's just finding the moments of flow. And if you really want to, and, and I think that coming with ideas, I think that we can all do that. You're just really pushing yourself to do them. Because yes. I have a freaking long list of things that I want to do in concept and amazing things and amazing projects is really pushing yourself into me. I don't know if it happens to you. It's just that starting point, that first step that is the hardest one. Then when I find myself there in, in my, my, my garage studio and whatever, and I'm already into it, nothing fucking matters. I'm just doing it. I'm having the best time of my life and it's done and it, it was enjoyable. But it's that first step that is self-doubt, that is just so many... Is thinking. It's like I was telling you about that book. Is stop thinking and just do it, and 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 then things get done. But but I think that coming up with the ideas, we can all come up with with the ideas if we tap into our silly selves, into listening to songs, and just pick like a little phrase of the song and trying to to turn it into an image. It's just like try to tell a story of whatever i mean it's not the idea it's just like pushing yourself to really do where 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 things get lost let me just say a quick thank you to our sponsor dve store dve store's mission is to help you create better video and provide you with the tools necessary to explore your creativity if you have any digital video equipment needs whether that's camera equipment audio gear or lighting and much more you can check them out at dvestore.com Thank you to DVE Store for the high def video. And of course, you can find a link to DVE Store in the description. You know, it's a funny thing. Um, so in a previous life, before I did this, um, <laughs> I, I used to be a, I used to be a session musician. And um, so what, what would happen would be, you know, you get hired to be at a studio at a certain time on a certain day, like, I don't know, Thursday at two o'clock or something. And that's when the session would start. And then you'd have a couple of hours or, you know, or an afternoon or something to to record some music and uh and because of the very nature and the, the type of music that i used to record a lot which was a lot of r&b um hip-hop type of type of music although i'm a guitarist but i have a very funky playing styles but it fit quite well um there were never any pre-prepared parts it was literally you know i'd rock up and i'd be like okay well here's a groove and we just want to well you put some funky guitar down and i'll be like okay now i have to come up with something i literally have to make it up on the spot and in the beginning, I always thought, like, well, oh, that's really difficult. How do you do that? Like, you know, on a Thursday at two o'clock, like, how can you be creative on a Thursday at two o'clock? <laughs> you know, rather than, you know, and, um, and w- what I, what I found was I just, I just started using an, an image in my head, which was literally like, uh, like a door with a lock, you know, 
creative there. And all your creativity and your creative thoughts are basically behind that door on the other side. And all you need really is that key in your mind. This is how I always thought of it. And I just unlock the door and I open the door and it all comes flowing out. And once you're in that mental zone, it'll just flow. And it's no, you know, there's no no shortage of, of ideas. It's just, you know, you can, um, and, you know, and of course in music, you know, let's say there was a, a drum groove and a bass part or something, you know, uh, there's always something that, that kicks off that spark. You know, there might be something in the bass line or something in the, in the drum groove, or there might be a keyboard part or something. You're like, oh yeah, I can sit in that with some funky guitar line. And so it really was never actually hard to come up with anything. And it, you know, actually the contrary is probably true. Um, I remember like I used to record so many different bits and parts that the producer in the end would have to go like, well, okay, well, all right, uh, we, we, yeah, we've got so much stuff. Uh, just let's use this and that, but we're not going to use this and something else. So there was always an abundance of, of stuff to pick from. Yeah, you know? because you're in the flow and you're opening the door, as you said, but you know? And it's the same thing. I think that that with motivation and inspiration, I think that that motivation and inspiration come out of action, you know, because yeah. if I can sit in there in the sofa and say, I, I, I lost my mojo. I don't know what to do. You know, nothing, you're not going to do anything, but if you get out there and you really start creating and, and I think that that something is something I'm and I don't see a lot of people talking about it. And I think that is extremely necessary as, as, as creators or artists. It's like we have to allow ourselves to talk, you know? It's just Big like time. everybody is in a thing that everything has to be perfect or, or, you know, or you get stuck into doing this certain thing and you repeat it and repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. And then you find, your, you find people complaining about they lost their mojo, the inspiration or whatever. Well, fuck, you're doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over. There is not going to be inspiration. There is not going to be anything if you're not trying something new. And that's what I love, trying new things and, and, and experimenting and looking all around and see how I can incorporate new things into my photography. It really sucks, you know, and I will just like, okay, I tried this something new and I can put it on Instagram. There are people going to like it. There are people going to say, oh, she lost it. That sucks. I don't give a flying F because I'm having fun. And I know that whatever I'm tapping into it and whatever I'm trying to incorporate and whatever I, I'm trying is giving me different techniques and it's giving me the, a different experience that I can incorporate into different kind of things after, you know? But nothing of that is going to happen if we spend the whole day just scrolling and not getting ourselves into action. And, you know, I don't care anymore if, if I suck or not and if I try a technique and it just flop. I think that 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 the magic moment come from bravery and 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 for making mistakes because if I didn't make a mistake ever in my life I wouldn't be where I am and I'm gonna keep making mistakes and even the best athletes that train their whole time they're gonna have bad races they they're gonna have like like moments that they're gonna fail they're gonna fall or they're not gonna perform the way that people are expecting them and I think that we have to allow ourselves to those sucky moments. And, and, and to navigate them and to move, you know, from them and to learn from them. And, 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 and I mean, if I, I just tell my kids all the time, I have a little one that is gifted and is a perfectionist and is high, um, highly um, sensitive and she's super scared into failing and, and, 
And, you know, every time that, that something goes wrong in my life, in every single aspect, whether whether it's my, my photography or in my patients or my presentations or 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 my computer or whatever, I just come and tell her, hey, come here. You see, I tried to do this and this sucked. But you know what I'm going to do? I cannot do anything. I cannot change it. It sucked already. I mean, let's learn from it. And, and, and I think that there are very, very few people in this industry that does it, especially when they, they reach a um, certain level, um, that, that, that they never chose something or, or that, that something went wrong with whatever they did or, or a picture came out wrong or, or a technique came out wrong. And I think that, that, that when we, show that part and, and and i wouldn't say those broken part of ourselves because i don't think that that, that making mistakes or 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 failing into something or flopping into something will make us broken but i think that 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 is human just to to show that that whoa i've been doing photography for 11 10 years and now every shot that i take with my camera is absolutely perfect Fuck no you yeah, know sometimes i take pictures <laughs> yeah Sometimes I take pictures and I still have my 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 lens cap on, you know. <laughs> so, exactly. It doesn't matter, or or you forgot to to change the settings from the previous time, you know. So I think that 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 we should allow, you know, more of that into our lives and show more of that um, to everybody. Yeah, failure is a really important concept. Actually, you know, it's what matters is. You know, it doesn't matter whether you fail or not. I think what matters is how you deal with that failure. Yeah, that's the important yeah. part. And I, you know, I remember, um, I remember this again. And I, I sort of, I, I draw these parallels between music and photography because for me, they're actually, in a weird way, they're kind of the same thing. You know, it's a creative process. Oh, of course, it's creativity, it's yeah. art, is is awesome. Exactly, and, and a lot of a lot of things um, are, are very very similar. And I remember you know, when I was when I was a kid and I was practicing the guitar, um, and I think. Part of it. it was interesting. I had a, had a really good conversation with Steve Brazel about this, and just by mm-hmm. talking to him about this, you know, it's a, a number of things all of a sudden made sense in my head. Um, and I think, you know, I, I think I got so much into into guitar playing when I was a kid because everybody around me was a photographer, <laughs> not like my dad yeah. and my grandmother and everything. And so uh, oh. I guess I'll, I'll rebel a little bit and I'll do something different. But um, but I remember, you know, being. Um, being like a total perfectionist when it came when it came to learning how to play the guitar, and and even then when I started playing in bands, you know it was it was the same thing. I had the same expectation of everybody else in the room, and of course that's it's a completely unrealistic, you know, expectation to have. And the end result is it's always going to end in disappointment because no nothing's ever perfect, and nobody <laughs> ever always plays the right notes. And so there's there are going to be mistakes, you know, happening. Yeah, and uh, and uh, you know. Some years later, I figured that if I took that, you know, if I took these mistakes and then we'd have a laugh about it, you know, and we'd just go, you know, after we'd play it, we'd play a tune. And by the end of it, we'd go like, oh, man, you know, that thing that happened in the first break wasn't that funny, you know, and I really couldn't, yeah. I just couldn't get my hand to the right chord in time. <laughs> <That's just laughs> and so, you know, and then all of a sudden you, you treat it with humor and then it becomes, you know, you, you humanize, you humanize it. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and you learn from it, and 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 you don't beat exactly. yourself, you yeah. know, like about it all the time. Exactly. I think that that's the worst part of us as humans that we just love to torture ourselves. There is this, uh, um, 
this Buddha thing that says like is is like whenever something happens to you, there is a first arrow. I don't exactly remember how it how it is, and then there, there is the second arrow that is how you react to it, and the second one is more important than the first one. The first one you cannot control because you're gonna get hurt. There are gonna be shit in your life that are gonna go wrong, and you're you're gonna suffer. But the second one is your choice of how you're gonna react to it, or if you're gonna ruminate over it, if you're gonna just learn from it, if you're gonna transform your yourself into a better version of yourself because of it. So it's the second arrow, the one that is the most important. Is how you just bloom after that and and or or, or you just dig a hole for yourself and i think that's that's but yeah there's only uh, there's only one thing i think that's certain and that's the fact that we're all going to fail in our creative endeavors at some point you know and it's in your creative endeavors in everything because even as a mom um one of the missions of my life have have always been not to make the same mistake that my parents made to me and with me and 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 oh my god <laughs> it is it is hard but at the same time I, I just know how much hurt i had as a kid for for lack of so many things in my life but there are certain parts in in my life as a parent that that i just talk to my kid and 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 then i just that would be something that my mother or my daughter or, or my father will say and i'm just like oh you know or, or probably I, I have so many things going on in my life and my daughter is telling me something and like, Stop, I don't want, you know, and it's just know that I'm not going to be perfect all the time. But if there is a gift that I always tell my kids and that I always give them, it's just that I, I always sit with them and I always apologize when I feel that I mess up. And I never, ever, ever, even now as an adult, I never had that with my parents. They fucked up really bad, you know. So, so I think that 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 if we uh, hold ourselves accountable in every part of our lives, as artists, as parents, as business owners, as whatever, and say, well, uh, this thing didn't go right, uh, it's probably because. I fucked up this way or I didn't take the right decision or I have to do this and that because you're going to have those thoughts. And, 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 and I think that, that that one thing that we should do always in whatever aspect of our lives is just like taking a little time to analyze really what ha- why things happen and what you can go from there because if you just go and don't analyze then and you move to the other part of it, um, the the whole situation will be wasted because you're not learning anything from it. But but we are gonna fuck up and and, and I think that, that we are all <laughs> and there is actually one part in my life that I always tell my brother when I'm talking with him, it's just like, dude, I'm pretty much certain that we live in the bad place, that we're in hell right here, and it's how we make it. And that's how you know. Because everything, if you look around, everything is just more towards the the how we fucked up, and and it's really the hardest part is how to make things right. So it's 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 a decision, and 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 it comes a lot. It comes a lot with accountability. Exactly. I mean, luckily, in in things like Photoshop, for example, you know, we can screw up, and then we can go back and fix it. 
exactly. Come on, see, or just yeah, come and see, come and see, come see. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you know, but but it's just looking at life like we look at pictures. We just try just to to retouch a little bit here and add in a little bit of yeah. flair over there. You know, you know. It's, it's sometimes when I'm. Especially when I'm tired, and I don't really have all my wits about me, really. You know, sometimes I look at things and I, I instinctively go, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to retouch that out. And I think, no, I can't because this is real life. I can't just retouch <laughs> it out. Damn it. Oh, yeah. Or when you spend so much time retouching skin and retouching, retouching faces, haven't you found yourself just looking at somebody who's like, I will retouch that Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. If you move a slightly to the right, the light will be, you know, only in a better way that it would be more pleasant, more pleasant than eating annoying. Well, you know, <laughs> the other day I had a scratch in my car and I looked at it and the first thought that came into my mind was like, yeah, yeah, I can clone it out and no problem clone at all. No, <laughs> it was like, oh, no, it can't because I'm going to have to bring to the shop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit about your post-production process because I know um, you're shooting, coming up with the ideas and then going through the actual practical part of of shooting is one thing, but then post-processing obviously is is the other huge part of creating, yeah. you know, self-portraits and incredible, incredibly punchy images. What's your sort of standard process? Well, I start everything in Lightroom, um, just making color adjustments and white balance and all of that. It's really up to whatever I'm gonna do. I used to do a lot of composite and I still do mostly for my personal projects with my kids both for for real reportager and and we now the new features of Lightroom with the new masking retouching uh portraits it makes it so much easier just the preparation for the skin and the air and the colors and and everything is is super 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 easy but I do prepare everything and and I like to do a lot of Color preparing uh, before moving to Photoshop, and if I say that I retouch everything on Lightroom and I don't go to Photoshop, I will be bullshitting you because Photoshop is such a huge part of of what I do. But um, then, whenever I finally move to to Photoshop, I can and clean up. I touch and burn is huge. Um, in my retouching, um, I use frequency separation um, just to fix wrinkles in the clothing, tones in the skin, um, and certain things like that. Um, it's really of the from of of the image, and then um, I do a lot of color grading. And my technique to do color grading is using uh, luminosity masks because that allows me to really break the image into different uh, luminosity um, um, areas of the image, like adding a little bit of color in every single one of them. And, and I really, really love doing that. And, but to me, it's just, as, as we were talking before, um, I'm not like a, a strict workflow or a strict, you know, Things. I hate systems. I hate, you know, putting myself. I love experimenting. Every time that I'm doing a picture, retouching a picture, everything that, that, that I'm doing, anything, 
I'm trying something different. I it's just something that I need to do to feel alive, even if I suck. You know, so you're gonna see me like if I if I record my my screen and I'm retouching, you're gonna see me like trying different things and deleting, trying to delete it. Oh, I'm gonna keep this and then I'm gonna add that and then oh, I'm gonna remove this and and I'm, I I always have the need to to really uh, tweak things here and there. Uh, I don't think that I could just click a preset and then go to Photoshop and click a preset and then and it's done. Probably will save me time. Probably will make me more money. Probably whatever, but it wouldn't take me to to the flow. <laughs> yeah. To me, the flow is experimenting. It's really trying taking it out there because if I do two things and it was like that's too simple. <laughs> and even if it looks like it's like that's the simple it has to be something more to it you know yeah I find but myself... there are steps that are steps that i take most of my images before i experiment yeah i, f I find myself flip-flopping back and forth between lightroom and photoshop a lot um so you know i'd no. you know i'd start i start something in lightroom and uh, as you say you know, the masking functions are incredible you know they're so yes. useful um, yes. and it just saves you so much time. I mean, a lot of the masking stuff that previously I would have done exclusively in Photoshop, I'm now entirely doing it's in... here in Lightroom. Yeah. Substract, add. Yeah, exactly. Intercept and all of that. I've been trying all of that and how I can incorporate it and how I can do so many things. And I love yeah. them. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it really is. It's incredible. Um, and then, you know, I like, I, so if I go to Photoshop for, for things like frequency separation, for example, and then I'd flip flop back into Lightroom because I, I actually I prefer Lightroom rather than um, rather than using the same sort of uh, functions in Photoshop. I just visually Lightroom is more appealing to my eye, which is why I like to, when yeah, I do when, when I do colors, for example, I prefer to to do that in Lightroom. In Lightroom colors, in Lightroom, um, the control of the colors, I love doing that in Lightroom. And even when I'm done in Photoshop, I go back to, to Lightroom and I do my final adjustments on every single picture in Lightroom. And yeah. and as you said, the color, um, like manipulating the colors in Lightroom is, is just a piece of cake. I exactly, know that and then even you know when I use um, sort of external plugins like this, uh, this there's a, a plugin suite called N the Nick Connection, which I like a oh, lot. Oh, I love Nick. Yes, I use. I've been using Nick forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and that's uh, it's beautiful. And and really, you know, I then come straight back into Lightroom and then make some final corrections to Lightroom. That's it. And even like black and white conversions, like um, what's it called, silver effects or something. The uh, part of yes. Nick Connection. Yeah. Yes. That's such a great black and white converter that I use. A lot. And the presets, the Adobe presets that are now in Lightroom are really, really worth to 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 really um, experiment and, and navigate. And the same with the with the oh the word. The word it came and left the profiles. Uh, um uh, contemplating and in and, and, and playing around with. So there is a lot that can be done um in Lightroom. As I said, I will then lie and tell you that I will then uh, that I just retouch everything in Lightroom because I always go to Photoshop because there are certain things that you can do in Photoshop that you cannot do in Lightroom. But I always start and finish my images in Lightroom. 
And the thing is, like, some people, it's like, you should go, you should try up, capture one. It's like I've tried and probably super cool, but I have like 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 my 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 head just configured completely to to my library to to my sporting thing and everything already with Lightroom that that I'm pretty sure that Capture One is fantastic, but I just like I I move everything directly to my smoke mob accounts and even when i'm working with my clients everything is from live room that it seems like including something else i don't think that there is a space for it in my life so i just recently um started using capture one um but entirely for tethering because um because um i've lightroom has i think i've come to the end of of the line with (laughs) lightroom as a tethering tool it's really, um, you know, it's gotten. I think it's it's gotten worse. And then when um, when the macOS uh, changed recently, and um, and then Lightroom wasn't wasn't able to tether Nikon cameras for like for months, I kind of thought, well, forget about that. That's like that's detrimental because I've you know I've got clients and I need to tether um, during a shoot, yeah. and so you know I got to the point where I was like, okay, well, that's it. I'm I'm done with Lightroom, and then then. Uh, the so cameras. how does your workflow um, is right now? How did you incorporate? Like, how did you go? Do you bounce here and oh. there? What did you do? So it's very simple. I mean, I, I entirely use uh, Capture One for um, for tethering only, and so it'll basically it'll essentially record the images. It'll save the images into a folder, and when the mm-hmm. session is done, um, then I literally import that folder into Lightroom, and then everything's back to normal. So you don't try retouching or anything? You haven't like experiment uh, you know, with I've I've sort of I've had a little look at it. I haven't really I haven't really had time to I've only um when did I sign up to Capture One about maybe about four weeks ago. So I um I switched to Capture One really out of necessity because I had clients and um Dude. and Lightroom wasn't playing ball and so I had to make sure that that was happening. Because I did one yeah. session where I was like going through a Nikon driver uh, that then, uh, like, and then I set Lightroom up to read the files out of a particular uh, folder. And oh, it was just, no. Uh, it was just, it was such a yeah. roundabout way. And I kind of thought, this is ridiculous. I can't be doing that. And, you know, yeah. I, I'm there with a client and it literally takes like 15 seconds for the image to show up in Lightroom because it has to go through like so many different steps. And like, that's not, you know, that's such a waste of time. And it's also, you know, doesn't look great. So, um, so I kind of thought, okay. I'm done with with tethering in Lightroom. Um, I'm just going to switch to Capture One for that. But then, from an editing point of view, um, I'm just so used to the Lightroom to, to Lightroom and to editing in it. And I think, and I'm, that's yeah, the thing, you know, that there's yeah. so many and there there are things coming out all the time and and new techniques and and that's why I find myself and that's why I don't sleep and even when I'm just like I'm gonna watch this thing on Netflix and I, I still have my computer in my lap because everything moves so fast yeah and like to me with capture one is the thing is it's like do I really have time to to dig into it and learn something well it's just and 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 it's just like now with with artificial intelligence like you know with Firefly, with Mid Journey, and all of that, and I've always been the one that when something comes out, especially because I have kids, you know, 
Yeah. As soon as something comes out, whatever it is technology wise, whatever photography, what I'm jumping into it and I'm pushing myself to learn it because you know I can tell my teenage boy, hey, do you want me to teach you how to do this? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know that it's gonna be a point that he's gonna be like, "Mom's not done like that." But I, if I can hold this as long as I can, and you yeah, know, be the know-it-all at home, I'm gonna try to do it. But gosh, it is just hard to keep up with everything. So, so to me, it's just time-consuming. Like I have, uh, there's so many um, um, softwares and things to retouch that 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 I have. I have vortex effects and and i want to try and i want to do composites and i want to use it in a way it's like i just don't have the time right now just to see it and try to experiment and and it requires a lot of time but at the same time it's just like i cannot just just be there nor learn to do certain things but you know we need bananas we need another pandemic that's what we need <laughs> Oh, fuck no. <laughs> uh, 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 at least you have a lot of time to play around. Oh, That's cool. Oh, fuck no. If the tunes are open, I'm full for it. But yeah. no. Yeah, no, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, here, it was fine. I mean, um, we we managed. And I transformed my house into a jungle. Like, I brought, I, I, I brought props. And we did, like, fireplace. Or, like, we did so many things. But there was a point I was like, they need to go to school because I cannot deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, um, like like virtual school wasn't working. Now things changed when they opened up Disney, and people were scared to go to Disney. We were the first thing there, even before they opened to the public. They did like a soft opening for pass holder, and we were some of the few ones that went. And it was the most magical time while we were at Disney and there was nobody oh, around yeah. us. And it yeah. was like that for months. Like I have video of, of us in ride and there was nobody but us in the ride, you know? Yeah. But you had to wear those masks and we live in Florida and it was hot as hell. Yeah. <laughs> but it still, it was great. But no, thank you. I, I yeah. just don't want to be not here again anymore in those conditions. You know, I remember not um, even to learn anything. Yeah, I, mean, I remember going to London, um, just when things started opening up again here. Um, and, and I mean, I've never seen London so empty. You know, it's, it's yeah. one of those, you know, it's one of those cities that's just, it's just busting with tourists usually. You know, it's, it's like, it's like an end. It's like an ant's nest, you know. It's like this. <laughs> but it is here, like Orlando. Orlando yeah. is filled with entertainment and 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 tourists. It's a tourist down a thousand times percent, and it yeah. was creepy to drive around. Yeah, I remember, was, like, but it I remember, was good too. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I, yeah, I remember going into London, um, and I remember uh, walking down the the Strand, which is like a, a street in right in the center. And I'm thinking, wow, I've never seen this empty. Like this is, you know, there were people, yeah. it, you know, things that open up again. But it was like, it felt a little bit like, oh, this, this is what it must have been like in 1880. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like only a very small percentage of the population actually around. So uh, it was yeah, and I mean, I took pictures of Disney that I would never be able to take. Like 
empty pictures during the day because I used to go and take pictures of Disney and wait until everybody leaves and the and the security will be behind and I will be like there. And I think the one with Dave Williams, we went to Magic Kingdom and we were the last ones to leave uh, Magic it. Kingdom. Yeah, and you do that at night, but during the day, like taking pictures of everything empty and videos, that would never ever happen again. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's an interesting experience. Um, I, I, I yeah. agree with you. I'm, I don't want to. I don't want to replay that. No, <laughs> that experience you. at all. No. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's the same. Yeah. That's Although, a video. You know, as always, um, the you know, it was one of those one of those things where, you know, just by being a little bit creative, um, you you know, I found that I I could, I I could really um improve my, my sort of situation. You know, at the time, like, uh. Because I remember, you remember yeah, this? dude. But you know what? I'm a single mom. Yeah. Like, um, living out of photography. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm the only income in my in my in my household. The only income. Yeah. Um, taking care of two kids. It was freaking stressful. It was stressful. I don't yeah, want to no, have. And 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 I'm not telling you. I'm telling you. Like, thankfully, I did a lot of things, and things like like magically happen, and I did a lot of deals and there was a lot of virtual learning and lots of company paid me to create content and to do interviews and to do all of that yeah. but i don't want to go through that stress no. again of this like oh is this going to ever pick up or do i have to now figure out another way of living <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, especially, especially the beginning when um you know when it wasn't clear how long this whole thing was going to last anyhow yeah you know? Yeah, I, yeah. I remember. I remember thinking like, "Oh, well, yeah," because it started in I think it was March or April or something is when it March, when it all started. March. Yeah, and then uh, my wife and I we had with flights booked to Canada uh, for August. Oh, and I remember you know because all of a sudden everybody was like, "Oh, should we either cancel the flights or you know we're talking to the airline?" And they were like, "Oh, well, you can either cancel cancel a flight and we get your only money back, or you can bank the flights for next year." And I remember thinking at the time, it's like, oh, but it's August. All of this is going to be over by August. Like, why are we stressing? And then, of course, yeah, August came along yeah. and it wasn't. And then the following August came along and it still wasn't over. Oh, my God. No. No, no. And just freaking out. Like, if my kids, what's like, if my kids get it, but what if I get it? Yeah. And we don't have any family or anybody here. And you yeah. know, like friends or neighbor are not going to help you because if I get it, they're not going to help me with my no. kids because my <laughs> no. kids might have it too. Exactly. Oh no, yeah. no, no! I don't want to. I don't want to have to go through through the rumination of, yeah. <laughs> you know, and the fear of of, yeah. of the pandemic ever again. Yeah, it was. It was. There were really some like there were some tough times. Uh, my my youngest daughter uh, doesn't live with me. She lives with her mom, and uh, she's with me at the weekends. So typically, she comes over every weekend. Um, but of course, at the time, that couldn't happen because there was this yeah, fear of like yes. you know cross contamination or whatever. And so I didn't see her for like three months or something, and it was absolutely as a killer. You know, as a parent, we can't. Yeah, you, and no, you physically, there's, there's nothing you can do. I mean, you can rock up and look through yeah. the window, you know. But yeah, it's oh man, I was yeah. I don't want to go back there again. Yeah, no, 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 no. How many marriages did them make it? <laughs> and, oh, yeah. I, and that was one of the things that that was one of the things I'm, 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 I'm and I always will say this I'm probably a single mom and and, and, and that's gonna I'm gonna be this lady I don't want cats 
for dogs, but I'm gonna be this lady for the rest of my life. Um, and and I have and I'm always like, I I I don't want to 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 you know to leave as a couple anymore. I'm happy the way I am, and I I love my 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 power of being the way that I am. But I have never ever ever in my life felt so happy to be single than during the pandemic. Because I was like, can I imagine just <laughs> marriage is hard as it is, but being loved <laughs> for the love with somebody with nothing to do, that to me was like the worst nightmare ever. So yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was that was crazy. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know so many people that that call it quit after <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Well, you know. That's uh, let's 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 count ourselves lucky that yeah. we don't have to don't have to deal with that anymore. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, no, no. Right. So back to happier oh, times. Um, what's yes. your what's on your what's in your agenda um for the future? My agenda for the future, like you mean the the I know that I have the Lightroom conference with Kelby One. I'm teaching two classes there. I actually um I have so many things like this just this weekend alone i put together 11 different classes photography classes and reduction classes uh that are gonna be like all over the place but there are so many things it's just like always always working not only in this the photography side of things but um in the teaching side of things that i really love and the way that i love it is just that i love to teach this what I, my style and how I do things and things that they rest resonate with me. So I really, really, really enjoy like, like my crazy workflow of coming up with ideas or, or retouching my pictures in Lightroom or Photoshop or, or building up sets or, you know, doing little techniques here and there to take your photography to the next level or just to try to, to push people to, to, to look at things in in different ways to be more creative. So I love that side, that that, that part of what I do too, which allows me. The the good thing about that teaching side of thing is it's just like it's like like self portraiture, you know. That what I'm teaching is is just me the way that I do it and how I do it. So there is total freedom just to. To create and to retouch and to do the things the way that I want them. Now, even though I love it too, uh, when I work with with clients, whether it is a personal brand client or a family or or a campaign or whatever, you always have to um, kind of make both sides happy, so you don't have that total freedom of creating or of everything but when i'm teaching i'm retouching just the way that i do it the way that i want to do it i'm taking the picture the way that i want it and the way and and, and you know if people are watching it's because they somehow feel or believe that my craziness resonates them somehow and i'm thankful for that because you know i'm just tapping into my my crazy self um just to put things out there and and the same thing with the with self portraiture is the same uh, in my photography now when when I'm creating uh, my my personal branding photography is huge and it's something 
so funny because I never decide one day I'm going to be a personal uh, bridal photographer. No, I've been doing like my self-portraits and all of that and putting it out there just to try to, to show people what I'm capable of and just, you know, to show myself out there. You have to be in everybody's eyes, right? And people started telling me, oh, I want a picture like this for my business and, you know, for this or for this brochure and blah, 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 blah. And then I started getting and getting and getting and getting and getting more clients and out of nowhere, oh, I'm a personal brand photographer. So I do have a lot of clients with that. And and, and I will say that that's like mostly uh, what I do now. And so, so that's part of my future for now. You know, there are a couple of things that I cannot so well, but... <laughs> so if people want to find out more about your style, um, where can they find you? Well, most of my uh, educational content is on Kelby One. Uh, I think there are a few things on my website as well, that is ilmarphotography.com. Um, and I would say ilmar with a G, G-I-L-M-A-R, photography.com. And you can follow me on social media. I do a lot of reels. I do a lot of everything. And I show you if you like Disney, I can take it Disney every single weekend because that's where we are every single weekend. And just a little bit of flyer, not just photography, just lines and, and clicking things real and, and crazy. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic, Hilmar. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Uh, it was a total education. Thank you. And I absolutely loved speaking to you. Um, and I'll tell you what, the funny thing about the Hilmer versus Gilmer thing is uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I can't even tell you how many times Dave Williams had to correct me on name. <laughs> 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 like literally. But everybody does it. Like in every single one of my presentation and in my website and everywhere, you're going to see that is my name and then is how it is pronounced right next to it because it's like I have to. And my mom, my dad's name is Gilberto, and my mom's name is Maria. So Gil, Martha, Salvin. Oh, okay. So smart. <laughs> That's how they came up with my name. So, um, yeah, so the G is announced of name. Perfect. See, never stop learning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> never stop learning. Thank yeah. you so much, Hilmar. It was uh, an absolute education. Thank you Thank for you having so me. It was so much fun. Thank you so much for watching this video. If you enjoyed it, please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel for more great content. But before you go, let me just share a quick insight from behavior science. When you engage with content you enjoy, you not only make the creator's day, but you also trigger a positive emotion in yourself. It's a small action that can make a big difference in how you feel. So by liking, commenting, or sharing this video, you're not only supporting us, but you're also benefiting yourself. It's a win-win situation. If you enjoyed this episode, let me recommend another episode that I think you'll love. Check out episode 144, where I discuss some great tips for creative portrait photography. And if you have any suggestions or feedback, we'd love to hear it. Your comments are incredibly valuable to us and help us improve our content. So please don't hesitate to share your thoughts. Remember to hit the like button, ring the bell, and share with your friends. You can help us reach a greater audience all over the world. Once again, thank you for watching, and we'll see you next Thursday.